This podcast is sponsored by Fearfit. Fearfit is a UK and Australia based brand that provide high quality weight vests and training apparel built for performance. Heavily focused on mindset and building an inspiring and motivating culture of athletes from all around the world who share their story and make you believe that anything is possible. You can get uh, money off using discount code PLUGSGOLF10 at www.fearfit.com. Welcome back. Episode 7 of Season 2, 32 overall. Yep. Plug Golf Podcast. Uh, let's start off how we start off. We sort of, we can seem to keep forgetting about this. So sorry, yes. guys. What are we drinking today? What are we drinking, yeah. We're both drinking the same. We've got a glass of Malbec each. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Top quality stuff. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, maverick choice. We didn't know what we were having today. No, I just we got back to mine. Terrible traffic, so it was terrible. Traffic. It was sort of plans went out the window a little, but uh, we're here. Yeah, we're with you guys as we should be. Um, yeah, it's first episode post masters. Is although the majority of the episode probably will be um, during masters because we had a. A uh, really fun interview. Oh, it was really good. I um, enjoyed it a lot. A lot, a lot. I think it's fair to say that we enjoyed it more than we were expecting. We had a little bit, uh, uh, some pre-match nerves. Yeah, pre-match nerves is what I'd call it. That's a good, and, good uh, analysis. And then what happened was, we basically had a few drinks, didn't we? Yeah, we yeah. had a few drinks and loosened up. Yeah. If you can, if you listen to the uh, the conversation later... You may feel that we were a little more loose than we usually are. Yeah, we we, uh, we what happened was we we had our timings mixed up. So we uh, yeah we we spoke to some guys from the United States or America. That's the and that's the, uh, the nation. Yeah, we 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 thought we had planned for three p.m. our time. Again, we. Uh, however. Um, the plan was 4 p.m. our time, so we were here ready, 3 p.m. ready to go, and yeah, we were we were, we were here at two, weren't we? Because we oh, recorded, yeah, two nil. Oh, it's two nil. Southampton are two nil down. Oh rubbish! I'm glad I didn't watch it now. Um, but yeah, Sorry. we were here at two because yeah. we recorded the first episode of our uh, patron um, exclusive content. Um, and the way we're working that is we're going to pick a golfer each each episode on there yeah. and um, do a little sort of read through their, their biography. Yeah, just, and, just um, have a chat about it. And yeah, see where the conversation goes It was there. 16 minutes of fun. Uh, probably probably half of that was about the golfer. We just sort of chat. We just just chat. It's a little bit, it's a little bit more casual, the chat over there. So if that's what you think you'd be into, then check us out on Patreon. Uh, it is it is available. This series will be available for all tiers of the patron. So um, even if you can, just spare a couple of pound a month uh, for the bronze tiers, three pound a month. Then check it out because that's where you'll hear that bonus content. Definitely, and that's the uh, the first of many. Yeah, um, yeah, it will be the first of first of many. 
So yeah, it's a good start. It's a good start. Um, the Masters. The Masters. The Masters. That it was weird. There was a point yesterday where I was sat there and I was like, "This has been a little underwhelming." Mm-hmm. And then it turned on its head in a way that nothing changed. Like yeah. when you look at it factually, the Matsuyama. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. But he was leading yeah. going going into yesterday. At no point yesterday was he not on top. Mm-hmm. And yet there was so much drama on the on the back night. Yeah. It was it was the three birdies in a row from, from Xander Shuffle that he, he was one shot behind um, going into the sixteenth and T shot went in the water and he ended up making triple bogey on the par three and Matsuyama made made a bogey. But it was, I was sort of thinking, imagine if he had made a one there. We were sort of waiting all day for a one on 16. And it was like, it never came, but it was, it was like second to last player to play the hole that day. Imagine if he gets a one here. He's got to go for it. He's got to, like, he's got to play an aggressive line. Um, but yeah, it wasn't to be just... It was just, similar to that, uh, imagine I win the lottery tonight. Yeah, it was it was similar to that vibe. But then the more you think about it, the more you start to believe it's going to happen, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know stupid, but yeah, still good fun in the moment. Yeah, uh, uh, it was it was sort of. But yeah, I really what I really enjoyed watching I, watching I, the golf. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's such a different vibe, the majors, and I love it. Yeah, it's good. It's all good fun. It's almost like you you wish there was more of that, but at the same time, the more there is, the less special it is. So. Yeah. Yeah, or, or, yeah, I just love it. What do you think is the best few days of golf to watch? The Masters or the Ryder Cup? Because for me, that's top two. Yeah. For watching. I really like the Ryder Cup. Mm. And condensed. And three condensed days. Three days. Three days. It's really sort of... I like I like the sort of team aspect of the it. It's, camaraderie. It's so different to your sort of... Because like... I was sort of supporting a couple of guys out there in the Masters because I had money on them or like Justin Rose didn't have any money on him but it's like always oh, English so I'm, I, I want him to win if, if one of the guys I have money on doesn't win. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I like, I think I think Ryder Cup for me. Yeah, I think I'd be inclined to agree. Also, I... it, doesn't ha- it doesn't happen as regularly. Um, it's a different, it's a much different um sort of way of playing the golf. Yeah. It's nice seeing players interact with each other like that as yeah. as part of a team. So yeah. I um I think if the open wasn't in the UK or if I wasn't in the UK and was able to watch the open at the same sort of time as I can watch the stuff in the US because it's on like in the evening it's sort of ideal like Charlotte will go to bed at whatever time and it means okay well I've got a few hours here where the golf's on for a few hours I'll sit and watch that and I know it's live whereas with the open it's very much like oh it's happening while we're at work or on a Saturday it's been like am I really taking the whole day just to sit here and watch golf it's a shame isn't it because as much as I love it I think I think maybe next year we'll try and go at St Andrews I don't think we will maybe in the next couple of years we'll try and we'll try and get there and I think that'll be a better experience but A because you're there and yeah, and you haven't really got to worry about 
sort of the goal like like oh I'm taking this much time out of the day to watch golf don't be because you're, because you're there and it's all part of the experience I think that I think for a UK based person who does work Monday to Friday whatever and has that then weekends that you sort of have to be doing stuff with the family or like girlfriends whatever I think being able to go would be better like because if I sort of said to Charlotte oh yeah Saturday Sunday all day I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sat, I'm gonna be playing in front of the telly watching the game. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't think it'll go down particularly well. Yeah, I think. But with the Masters, I can sort of be like, well, it's in the evening. I'll I'll watch it from like like last night. She was she was like, I'll go upstairs and watch a Netflix show or whatever, and you can have the telly and what I what, like, watch the golf. And that's from pretty much when Matsuyama and. And yeah. just, like the last three pairs went out, she was a bit like, oh, I'll go upstairs and chill upstairs. Like, well, really yeah, the, the Georgia timings, the Florida timings, like we were saying the other week, are ideal for yeah, us. Yeah, like perfect. Because um, it's not too late, but it's, you know... It's sort of late enough that you can watch a decent portion without being told off. Yeah, and you, but then, well, yeah, you, you're still going to spend a half decent time yeah. getting a few hours in before work, so... Mm. Um, so, yeah, I... I think that was that was perfect, and like I say, it just made for it, it, it's a different it's a different thing when these players are going after major wins, yeah. isn't it? Than just a say just a PGA Tour win, but you know it's a, it's a big thing. But when you how much it must mean to the players, yeah, it sort of seeps into you when you're watching it, and and the caddies too. So I mean, we saw the um, Matsuyama's caddy got a lot of. Uh, yeah, bowing to the course at the end of the round. Yeah, he got a lot of praise mm. today for, yeah. for that. And it was quite a Yeah, I liked it. Nice to see. I didn't think I would like Matsuyama winning as much as I did. I mean, I said, I messaged you and I said, I'm not sure how I feel about it. But with either Matsuyama or Zalatoris, because yeah. it doesn't work wise, we don't stock the brands. So mm-hmm. it's not something that. Foot joy, we could have looked into, 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 into us. Yeah. Delatorius. True. Yeah. True. But I know what you mean. It's, it's sort of, yeah, especially with Matsuyama. Like, what we like is the polo shirt that they're wearing, we stock. And then, because that photo in the green jacket, you rarely see the shoes in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's that that image. And then, you know, we should be able to sell loans from that. Yeah. Um, so it was looking at it from a works aspect. I was like, yeah, it doesn't, it's not going to. And also bets as well, things and like that. And bets, yeah. Um, I. Smith, Spieth and Shoffley that all placed the first mar- uh, first major because I only tend to bet on the majors it's the first major since mm. I started betting on the majors maybe two years ago that I haven't come away with profit and I actually came away with with no no money no money returns no returns yeah no money returns who deserves you say was the biggest letdown DJ obviously not making the cut. Yeah, um, I had one that didn't make the cut, and it was Cantlay. And that was who I said in episode two. He was my shout for winning it. Yeah, because going into that, he was playing well, and then since I've said it, he's, he's not been in contention. I think at all. I think Rory still just a disappointment. Right round Augusta, uh, Deschambeau got some unfinished business there. I think. Don't know. Question of the week. Uh, is Rory going to win a PGA Tour event in 2021? No. I would be inclined to agree with you, 
However, for the purposes of this, I'm going to say yes, and then we'll uh, discuss. If he does, mm. if not, it's going to be a pretty short discussion. Mm. But um, I don't think I just don't think he's he's on it enough. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be in the right headspace. He's he's going after speed and distance too much. I think. Yeah, thinking he's just calm down, sort of go back to what was good for him. Well, yeah, I tell you what, Matty Arman's a different <clears throat> sort of winner as well. Was another thing that I sort of thought about yeah. than the last two. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And Woods and DJ are are a different animal to Matty Arm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, he didn't to me not once did he really look phased. Yeah, which again, you know, you're not going to see from from Tiger either, to be honest. But mm-hmm. DJ, at some events I've seen when he's leading on contention, you can sort of see him. He's like mm-hmm. calm, but you can sort of see that he's not quite. In the zone, in the does zone, that make sense? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just really enjoyed watching it. Yeah, so did I. To be fair, really enjoyed it. Looking forward to the next. So this year we've we got the Ryder Cup, as we, mm-hmm. we said, we've got the Olympics golf, mm-hmm. which we mentioned. That's like three weeks away. So. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. It's July and August. Oh. Olympics, oh, yeah, standard Olympics time. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Um, but there is the, the Thursday to Sunday golf. And basically, I looked into who qualifies because we were unsure on the <coughs> Patreon episode. Yeah. So let me just <coughs> grab it up quickly. Um, but it looks like it's pretty much the top 60 ranked golfers with a ma- but with a maximum of four per nation, okay. I believe. Um, and then at least one from the host nation and each of the uh, each of the continents, I think it is. Okay. Um, so who are the four highest ranked Brits? <clears throat> As it stands, Rory, maybe Till Han. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Maybe Westwoods. In the last couple of weeks might have risen a few if places. Anyone, if anyone disagrees or knows any different, then let us know. But um, I'm just trying to see. The internet's not great in here, so it's not very quick. Sorry. Right. Tyrrell Hatton. Yeah. I believe. Rory McIlroy. Yeah. Matt Fitzpatrick. Oh. Paul nice. Casey. Nice. So it'd be our four. four, yeah. So uh, supposedly, but at the same time, I'm not sure how it works. Whether you know that whether they'd all play. Yeah, do, do you know what I mean? I'm not sure how it works, but I'm fairly certain that they would be our four as it stands. Um, so we could effectively win gold, silver, and bronze. You like you like Team GB could, or I don't know. Yeah, again, I'm not sure how it works. I'm fairly certain that's what it said. Maximum of four. Um, let's have a look at the 2016 one, shall we? Yeah. <clears throat> Probably should have looked at this before. Like We've been busy, to be yeah. fair. Today was very busy at work. Not, well, not only that, we can't look at it at work, George. We're working. Well, we're lunch break. I'll just take my lunch break well after, after a long, long working morning. 
And unless that's what goes into qualification, to be fair. So that's who can that goes into qualification and then it goes on from there. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Okay. But yeah, who do you think if you had to pick one if you had to choose one golfer to represent us at the Olympics this year? I was thinking about this because I think Tyrrell Hatton would be very good, but I'm not sure how much they'd want him because he wears his heart on his sleeve quite a lot. He's very sort of vocal out on the course. But I'm not sure whether Team GB would sort of want that vibe. Okay, here we go. Qualification will be based on world ranking as of 22nd of June 2020 for the men. With a total of 60 players qualifying in each of the men's and women's events, the top 15 players of each gender will qualify. Okay, that's that makes sense. With a limit of four golfers per country that can qualify this way. Okay. So, okay, that does that makes more sense. Nice. Okay, um, that's cool. Yeah, I look forward to that. Yeah, because that'll be another different sort of vibe. Yeah, and that'll be an early morning. Vibes a bit too many. This that'll be an early morning sort of one. Be like the 2002 World Cup. Mm -hmm. Very early mornings. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's good. I look forward to that. Yeah, so do I. Uh, We've got some new additions to the wall behind us for the YouTube gang to be seeing, haven't we? We we originally we started off with uh, Pulse DJ. John Daly. And John Daly up here. Yeah. We've now added <laughs> two of Sebi, uh, one of the Ryder Cup team uh, 2012. Yeah. Um, Justin Rose, Woods, Palmer, Palmer Nicholas, and player um, Nick Faldo. And. You said the big one till last. Alan Partridge. Steve Coogan signed <clears throat> Alan, Alan Partridge. I think it's actually signed no, Steve. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, Steve Coogan. Yes. Yeah, oh, I didn't see the Coogan underneath. Yeah, so something sign Steve Coogan, Image. but very Alan Partridge. Very yes. much in character as Alan Partridge. Yeah. Well, I like it. Horton's waterways. Water breaks. Water breaks. Waterways to have a good time. That's the one. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, I like the wall. It's growing. It is. I think there'll be a few more additions to be coming. There's a lot of space behind my head. Behind your head that we mm. can that we can go to and all the way a bit around. more down down here. Obviously, won't be too much behind the chairs, but yeah, there'll be some bigger additions. I think maybe a few more little ones like that, but I think some bigger ones uh, will be will be there. I'm up for a big poster somewhere. <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Similar yeah. to, I mean, obviously off camera, but I've got three Southampton ones just to the left of me. One that is. One Letiz's shirt jersey with different sort of shirt vibes and nine different shirts as well. Hand drawn. Yeah. It's very much a Southampton fans wall. Yeah. That one. <clears throat> so yeah, you've got your playing this week, this fr- Friday, aren't you? Mm-hmm. With two previous guests. Possibly. To, to or unconfirmed up. at Time of record, likely but to be likely to be two. And I played guests. with two previous guests last Wednesday. You did. I played with yeah. Jack Lubbock and Max Hollowbone. We only played nine holes of Lockbridge Drove or Eastbourne Golfing Park, mm-hmm. and um, I played. The first three holes were pretty shabby. I mean, they were still the first three holes would round out the first ten holes I've played since. Yeah. Lockdown. The following six were pretty good. Yeah, I'd say a couple of pars, a couple of bogeys, two double bogeys. Can deal with it. Uh, yeah, I, I, if I went round in form like that, 
realistic, I'm not going to go home too miserable. Uh-huh. I was hitting nice shots as well. Yeah, nice. Um, I did get an eight on the third after business with a tree, uh, hitting that square on and it pinging straight past me. Mm-hmm. Um, we all been there. Um, we were saying it's it's mad how <clears throat> you've got such a big gap to aim for, but that tiny tree or that that tree that takes up such a small mm-hmm. percentage is always what you hit. I mean, it, when you say a narrow fairway. You look at the size of the fairway compared to the ball, mm-hmm. and you in your head it's like, how can I not land yeah. it on there? It's yeah, it's crazy. I the bad shots are the ones that just sometimes you don't even know how you've done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mental. But I tell you what, I, I was setting up to hit my classic slice. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't coming. Yeah, it wasn't coming with the three wood, so I was quite happy about that because yeah, it, yeah. it led to. Some pretty good shots. Yeah, nice. Um, but then I hit a slice where I, where I needed to on the fifth. Lovely stuff. Yeah. That was with the four hybrid. It's called a fade when you want it to happen. I think. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, of course. Yeah. Lovely stuff. I think we should uh, get into it because it's, uh, it's meaty, this. It's yeah, long. yeah, it's a longer episode. But good chat with it's not. Don't, don't be put off by that. It's what, a good long. What we'll say is this is our part one. Mm-hmm. Um, with golf cart conversations is the uh, the US podcast that we've um, we've spoken to collabed with yeah and uh, they'll be releasing part two of this conversation next week I believe yeah. at point of release it'll yeah. be the following <clears throat> week um, and it's very much a get to know you episode get to know each other's podcast it was really good fun I, I, had, I had a lot of fun yeah <clears throat> there's talk of another one happening uh, there's there's talk of brief dates but they'll be more ironed out towards the time but yeah I think we'll definitely be speaking to these guys again it was it was, a, it was really good fun it was <clears throat> like you said we'd had a couple of drinks but it was sort of it felt quite natural just speaking to them do you know what I mean it felt like we were sort of already quite good mates just like the four of us just having a good chat agreed it didn't take long <clears throat> and feel at ease with them it's, it's like that with people that like golf though you just you've got a vested interest yeah, that's it. It's the same here. If you if you meet someone, a lot of our first conversations will be about football with yeah. with someone, um, football, golf, something like that. Find a shared interest. Exactly, I'm not yeah. gonna lie, I can talk for I can talk for ages. Yeah, you did on that episode. Yeah, was it my fault? No, no, no. The questions were good, but I think the amount of alcohol we had consumed helped because I feel like we didn't really sort of. Let them speak a lot. We just, I don't know. I think that's what you want. Yeah. As a, as a podcast host, you don't we want said it about it before, we want to set them up and then we want them to knock it out of the park and chat away for as long as they like. Yeah. So, yeah. I think we were good guests. They got a good setup though. They Potentially have, yeah. better than ours. Audio better than Audio is definitely better. Um, but we're going to be looking into that over the next yeah, couple they of were recommended to so, some mics. just a quick one. We've still got these plug golf X Guns Guns t-shirts going yeah we've got a few left if you want better audio quality buy a t-shirt and then we can get a better mic each we're not, we're, we're, I think we look I think the one that they them two guys had was a good mic option so maybe that's what we'll look into yeah but we yeah. just need a several hundred pounds before we can make that investment exactly so uh, but without any it. further ado enjoy the guys from Golf Cart Conversations. 
George, how's it going with uh, PGHQ? It's getting there. It's getting there. It yeah. really is. Have the electricians been? The electricians have been. And who were the electricians? Maguire's wires, kind of. Maguire's wires? Maguire's wires. <laughs> they came with their wires and fitted out Plug Golf HQ. And they are Maguire's? They are Maguire's. Are they better than Harry Maguire? Well, uh, uh, electrician things, yes. Yeah. Not sure how they get on at centre-back for Man United in England, but to be fair, he doesn't play that well either, so... If you're in Sussex and need some electricianing doing, contact Maguire's Wires. Maguire's Wires for all your electrical needs. Okay, here we are with episode seven of season two. Episode 32. 32. And we have guests from the United States of America. Our furthest guests uh, in distance <laughs> so far. Yeah. Nice. We're here with awesome. uh, we're here with uh, the guys from Golf Cart Conversation, so Michael and Donovan. Hello, everybody. yes, happy to be here. Yeah, so excited from across the pond. We're all together because <laughs> we, we've we've done we've we've done one podcast with uh, with a guy in uh, Canada. Um, yeah, we'll see Toronto. So yeah, you guys are geographically furthest furthest from us so far that we've done. So that's nice. It. Yeah. We win. <laughs> First place. No, we're over. Yeah, in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if anyone, if anyone that's listening to this hasn't checked out their podcast, honestly, it's it's really good. I've I've listened to every episode so far. They're they're doing some good stuff. They've uh, you guys have had a couple of couple of guests on, sort of chatting about uh, sort of golf in your area. Um, but it's it's sort of good to. I know you're saying on your podcast that you you sort of just wanted to speak to people within the community that's why we sort of reached out to you guys and don't know yeah yeah and we love that because that's our whole goal with this podcast is just like uh, building a golf community and getting to know people I mean getting to know people around the world on this one um, and so that's just phenomenal we, that's like golf for us is just a social and uh, community building activity so getting to connect with you guys is awesome yeah that's brilliant I mean that's pretty much what, what we do as well just from a different country but for those of uh those of the listeners that don't know about you do you want to tell us about yourselves and how you got into golf now take away donovan give them your origin story <clears throat> all right so uh donovan here and uh i've got into golf at a pretty young age um we had a municipal course near my house that um i actually worked at i picked up golf balls in the in the range um, and for that, I got free golf. So at a young age, I kind of got into it. My dad was uh, learning the game. And so between those two things, I got hooked pretty early. But I actually, for most of my childhood, played other sports. So I didn't um, spend a ton of time on golf until really when we were in college. Mike and I um, were, were friends in college and took a portion of the college time where we played golf every week and that was really um when it, it got deeply ingrained in my life there because i had so much fun and to mike's point earlier it's a very social thing for us and so met a lot of fun people and since then i've really just enjoyed getting out you know for the walking the 18 getting outside and and playing golf and trying to get better it's also a sport I've played a lot of different sports and it's one sport that I've really had a hard time 
getting better at, which has been kind of fun, right? It's a challenge um, more than any other sport I've ever played. So that's that's really about it for me. Um, I hope to continue to play. And, and part of that passion brought up this podcast that Mike and I do now. So what other sports did you play? Um, uh, yeah. I, I played soccer um, most of my childhood, um, oh. basketball, and then lacrosse. Okay, yeah. I mean, we'd have been... Yeah, I'm, I was mainly football, soccer. Yeah, right. uh, probably, well, only that really till I was 16 or 15, 16, then a bit of golf and then just sort of try and juggle the two. You were rugby, wasn't you? Yeah, rugby for me. Okay. All before, yeah. before we found I mean, golf. And- quite a big build, so it worked, it worked quite well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, definitely. I'm just, I'm golf mad now. I just play oh. as a band. I got out this morning, uh, played 15 holes. It's crazy how just like, you're obsessed with it, and it's like, it's all you want to do. What about yourself, Mike? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a fun sport. How did you get Yeah, into well, Donovan, if you were getting free golf as a kid, you should be a lot better than you are now. <laughs> I know, right? It's true. <laughs> I needed free golf lessons also. That would have helped, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so mine was because uh, of my grandpa. I had a grandpa who belonged to a country club uh, uh, in a town like three hours away from where I grew up. And so every time we went to visit grandpa, he'd take us out to the country club and we'd hit the driving range. And then as we got older, he'd take us out on the course. And, you know, it just became something that my family did. It was like we'd go visit the grandparents and go play golf. And, and then as I just got more and more into it, um, I started playing on my own and I had a little muni course in my hometown and same thing like one summer was uh bought a pass out of the course for like unlimited golf for one month and me and three other buddies probably played i think we actually did play every single day on the last day of the month we played 69 holes and it was just like what we started doing during the summer is just playing golf and then met donovan in college and we would donovan would skip what was it japanese literature or like what yeah yeah, some yeah one, of one of those great classes yeah college he'd skip it on wednesday afternoons and we'd drive up and play this great course near our college and uh it was just like the best you know that was the highlight of the week is going to play golf so we've just played off and on for the years and uh yeah then decided now we've we've really been uh, got it in our veins and so we just had to do a podcast where we could talk about golf and think about golf and play golf as much as possible yeah, definitely. I mean, how um, how long have you been doing that? For? How long have you been friends for? Feels like ages. <laughs> yeah, it does. We're probably going on about twenty years. Yeah, right. Yeah, met this guy in the dorms. He was uh, he was actually um, friends with my wife now. So his his wife is best friends with my wife, and so we're best buddies. Um, yeah. And we all kind of were in the dorms together. And uh, yeah, we just kind of stayed together over the years. <laughs> now he can't get rid of me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah, longer, that's, than, yeah. longer than us. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, that sounds good. So what what, um, what was the turning point for wanting to start the podcast or, to, you know, turning just playing golf into wanting to talk about it um, and put it out there? I would um, say... I would say a big thing for us was with COVID-19, you know, that happened this past year, 
um, in, in our state, one of the only things that remained open the whole time was golf. And so I think that, and with a lot of us moving to working from home, that created more opportunity to play more golf. And then we had a little bit of extra time because of things being shut down. And Mike and I had multiple times talked about how much fun it would be to, to talk golf and, and do a podcast. And we saw other, other people out there, you know, like yourselves that were doing it um, and seemingly having a lot of fun. And so that was kind of what, what started it was the whole COVID-19 and then just that, that extra time. And we decided to take the, the leap of faith. Yeah. We also have, we both have two kids and uh, life is pretty busy with two kids pre COVID. And so there wasn't a lot of time to like, sort of think about things we wanted to do like that. Felt like we we're always just sh- shuttling kids to, you know, football practice or, you know, some after school activity or whatever it was. And then COVID hit and it was one of those, you know, blessing in disguise where uh, life just got a lot slower and uh, a lot more kind of casually paced. And so we could just sit and think like, what do we want to do? How do we want to spend this time? And, you know, golf being something we both value and hanging out with each other, something we love to do. So it just seemed like this natural next step. And uh, it, it has been really cool. It'll be interesting to see how we manage it as like our lives get busier again, you know, as kids start needing, you know, like my son's off at a soccer game right now. So it's like, it'll be interesting how, how we manage this as things start to change again. It definitely gets harder. I think uh, we, we, we were very similar. We, we literally started just from last year. Just, yeah, we were, I think the idea may have come up before COVID had really hit us here and then over that sort of month period between the idea and us actually starting it we sort of started to feel the effects but we've been working the whole time so so we work together yeah. in literally the same office where sitting next to each other our desks are literally <laughs> side by side so we, we spent probably a little bit too much time together <laughs> In very similar to this sort of vibe. Yeah. <laughs> what That's do you awesome. find, What do you do for work? And has that been easier to sort of manage it, like you say? Because we've had to juggle the podcast yeah. and working. We work quite long hours as well, don't we? So it, it has been it has been stressful. But yeah, what what do you do for the job? Yeah. Well, I'm a teacher, um, so I'm a, a fifth grade teacher over here. I think it would be like a sixth year for you guys. I don't know, kind of that 10, 11 age. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's been actually really nice. My my job has slowed down a ton during this yeah. uh, time because I'm from home. And so, you know, my mornings used to consist of racing around, getting my classroom ready and um, then just busily teaching all day. But for the last year, it's been sauntering into my uh, office with a cup of coffee and uh, slippers on and you know teaching from home so it's really made it you know like like i was saying this whole idea of starting podcast became much more feasible because life was a little bit slower um but yeah so i'm a teacher Diamond works for a big way and i work for nike um i do i do apparel apparel planning um for nike and so my job has actually gotten I think the the job hasn't changed drastically, but um, I used to drive an hour and a half each way to, to get to the Nike campus from my house. And so I, I've found that I feel like I have a lot more time on my hands because 
I take out that big commute. But my job is heavily based off of emails and Zoom calls and things like that to begin with. So hasn't changed drastically, but it's it's actually been just nice that I could, you know, not have to get up as early and just kind of hang out at the house. But I, I'm working solely out of my house at this point. So do you work so you work for Nike, but do you work sort of anything to do with golf or is it no I, so i i work on the major league baseball and nfl apparel so oh. anything um related to those sports and the apparel side of the business and unfortunately nike's golf you know a few years back they decided to get out of golf equipment and golf balls so we're down to just the footwear and the apparel um and i i currently don't work uh on that stuff but but yeah, I, I try. I've I've tried to get closer to it, but when we shrunk the golf department, yeah, it became a lot harder. Because we um, we work for an online golf store, online and in store, but uh, we're well half of the customer services team effectively, yeah. and um, <laughs> uh, customer services and sales. So part of our job is selling Nike products. So yeah, oh, funny. So we that that was I guess sort of a lot a lot of the inspiration came from that it was we work within the golf industry we sort of talk golf we see golf apparel yeah. mainly apparel and sort of clothing sort of software rather than hardware um, but it's just the fact that we were sort of in that world and we were talking about golf it was one day Cal just sort of texted me and said should we just should we start a podcast and I was like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Of course. Do you know, and I think you were sort of a bit like, I think you just sort of text me, I think you'd had a couple of drinks, and you yeah. just sort of text me a bit like, oh, should we just do it? And I, and I was just like, yeah. And then it just sort of started from there. But I, I tell you what it was, is that we were, well, I was working at the time, but it was that we were, for a few weeks leading up to that, we'd been watching a lot of other people's content. Yeah. So did do you listen to a lot of podcasts or watch a lot of sort of golf content online? Yeah, that's another reason we got into it. Donovan, what do you, what do you watch? What are your I, I mean, I, I'm heavy into instructional type videos. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people like the no laying up guys are, are non-instructional, but th those guys have a pretty big platform and um, pretty entertaining. And so I've watched. I watch a lot of No Laying Up. I watch a lot of uh, Danny Maud and a few other um, Chris Ryan golf and a few other of the golf instructional um, YouTube videos because I've been trying to fix this over the top issue that I've had for years and <laughs> been on these videos hoping I would find the magic uh, the magic move, but. A lot, a lot of those kind of videos. Um, I've listened to some podcasts. I used to listen to a lot more, but because I don't commute anymore, you know, I, I had a lot of time in the car <clears throat> where audio only was a, a good setup for me, but now I don't listen to as many uh, as I used to. Yeah, Danny Mod is, uh, he should be knighted. He is amazing. <laughs> He's like uh, the, the guy, anytime one of his videos comes on, I'm like, oh, I'm watching this. Cause he explains things in such like a cool, casual, easy to understand way. And uh, that's actually, um, the, he's like my number one guy. But I also love, of course, Rick Shields and Peter Finch yeah. and uh, 
you know, the no laying up guys are awesome. They're fun. And there's another podcast for this to do a little bit and follow on Instagram is the golficity guys. They're uh, a couple American um, guys that live over on the East coast and they do a good podcast and they're, they're all instructional, but they also do some kind of entertainment and stuff. So they're cool. So, I mean, that was sort of what you say there. A lot of the stuff out there is sort of instructional um, sort of teaching low mm. handicap and stuff and I think we sort of saw a bit of a gap in the market like I play off I play off 19 uh, Cal unofficially plays off about 22 to 25 yeah probably um, so we sort of saw that sort of gap in the market for just your average golfer just chatting about golf and that was sort of where we sort of came in at it from like we literally just sort of started off the podcast first episode we were very much like we're no good at golf don't listen to anything <laughs> we say uh, that's sort of instructional we're just here to chat do you know what I mean it was just very much like we're not we're not here to tell you what to do it's we're just purely wanna... opinions yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was our message too it was like we we have no idea what we're doing and we're just trying <laughs> to figure it out and we're just going to share the things we learn along the way and maybe somebody will learn something and maybe somebody will get something out of it but really our hope is that we get better at golf like this is kind of our secret mission to like eventually you know the dream i mean donovan's already kind of in this zone i'm i'm still i'm hovering it at 10 so i'm not quite down into that single handicap range yet but that's my goal is to get down into the single handicap um so through this podcast it's kind of like we're getting to talk and practice more golf so hopefully it, it'll happen soon this summer um yeah how- how did you come up with the uh, the name of the podcast and and then logo and stuff? How did you how did you get into that? I w- I would say um, the name. I think I don't know who. I think it was maybe me that came up with it. But um, to me, we were trying to figure out a name and a vibe for what we wanted the podcast to be, and what I kept coming back to was like when Mike and I golf we if we're in the golf cart or we're pushing the golf cart down the the fairway or walking there's always really fun conversations that happen and i was trying to come up with something that encapsulated that vibe of like hey you're with your buddies on the golf course sometimes you talk about golf or your crappy golf game and then sometimes you're talking about what's in the news or you know or just some funny story that happened over the weekend and so thought of golf cart conversations as kind of the way to capture that moment of like hey the, the type of conver- what you're going to get in our podcast is the type of conversations you have in a golf cart with a buddy when you're sitting side by side having a drink maybe and um, playing around so that was kind of where the the name came from and uh the the graphic or the logo uh was something i, I also just kind of based off the name wanted to get the golf cart involved and um i ended up just piecing some pictures together and then drew out the the golf cart um myself and then we just kind of ran with it we had a we had a big debate between whether we use the golf cart the drivable golf cart or the push cart because mike and i actually like to walk the course yeah we never i actually get it we don't we don't often actually use a drivable golf cart but I felt like for people to get the vibe of the podcast, yeah, 
you think yeah. it's easier to describe it as when you're sitting with a buddy in a golf cart. It's a little so. bit more recognizable as a as a thing, isn't it? If you because if you don't like the well, we the trolleys is what we'd uh, we totally. But um, yeah, the, if for someone who doesn't play or doesn't own one, it's not actually the easiest thing to recognize, I suppose. Yeah, uh, correct. Yeah, everybody, whether you're a golfer or not, most people recognize the golf cart. Yeah. yeah. And so then it's it's an easier transition to say like, hey, you know, if you've ever ridden in a golf cart, usually there's some sort of fun banter that happens, whether yeah. it's taking a golf cart for a, a golf game or whether you're in a golf cart for some other reason, there's there's always some sort of fun banter. So that's kind of where we went with it. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I, I like the, I do like the vibe and it, and it makes total sense. And you sort of know what you're getting into without listening to, yeah. you know, a second of it. You know exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's ideal. That was similar to ours. And I come up with name and drew out the, the, the solo, logo. Yeah. Um, and then we had a change up between um, season one and two with colors and stuff like that. But um, awesome. yeah, no, it was, our struggle was just finding, finding a name that wasn't already taken. I know. Oh, yeah. well, I think it was probably third time lucky, wasn't it? There I think a couple it, that were thrown out. It really was, yeah. It was just like we sort of, I don't know, on, on our sort of logo, we've sort of gone for like the AirPods vibe with the yeah. like, because we were sort of like, oh, you're listening, like it's a podcast, you're going to be listening. Like we sort of turned the second one into like the G. It sort of, it, it all sort of came together. It sort of, once we sort of found that, it was like, oh yeah, that that's good. And then it just sort of went from there. That's it, wasn't it? It was, uh, I looked up, I just had a list of golf terms in front of me, sort yeah. of plugged, thought that works perfectly. Uh, was surprised it wasn't already taken. Yeah. And then the logo <laughs> sort of come from there. But yeah. That's awesome. We yeah, it's the, a fun it's a fun journey to try to figure that out. Yeah. We had the golf cart conversations and we we're trying to get the Instagram handle without the underscores. That's one of our little things is every episode it's like, oh yeah, it's got a bunch of underscores. And some dudes got golf cart conversations um, and he never posts. It's like a dead thing. And I was like, dang it, can we get that from you? But I'm thinking we're going to start hunting down on Instagram and be like, can you close that guy's account so we can have the golf cart conversation? Yeah, without- we're actually using it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, so please. But we'll see. Yeah, it's it's fun. I feel like, I don't know if you guys felt this, but there's a little bit of like pressure there. Like you want to, you want to get the podcast going, but you want to come up with like the perfect name and the perfect logo. Yeah. And it was a funny process to me of, of trying to balance like, Hey, we want to get this thing started versus like, Hey, I need more time. If we need more time to figure out the right name and the one that's not taken to like, it's a whole uh, thing you have to balance. You want to be like changing a bunch once you start, like once you have your logo, you kind of want to stick with that because it's your brand. So you want to make it's right from the get-go but we did have that moment where kind of you said something about golf cart conversations and we both went yeah that should be the name of the podcast and we kind of had like that moment of yes and then you had the um you know image and it was like that's perfect and then away we went yeah have you found there was more or less pressure on naming the podcast or naming your children (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one (laughs) that is tough children definitely that's yeah. a whole nother level of pressure knowing you're giving somebody their name for their entire life and oh my 
my gosh. All the flashbacks of your childhood and being made fun of for different reasons <laughs> um, flooding back. Well, and I'm since I'm a teacher, I have all these kids, uh, like, memories. Yeah. Kids, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I like that name, but that kid was an asshole, or, you know, like. <laughs> 100%. I've got, uh, I've got a daughter, and um, it was exactly the same, sort of, you come and throwing out names, but everyone knows someone with that name or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it must be so much worse for a teacher as well, yeah. especially of, like, kids of that sort of age you know, just, you know oh. so many kids who like like you say like oh like he was such an arsehole but like like it's such a nice name <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and i ended up for uh, my son that was like i ended up naming him not after a kid from my class but like i had a good association with the name yeah. of the kid in my class so i was like oh yeah that's a, that'll be a sweet kid a kid named that and that would be a sweet kid yeah so, it was tough though that makes sense oh, nice should we get into quick fire questions i think so yeah. more about about the guys yeah so uh question number one uh I, I, should we work this should we go one person then one person i don't know we'll start off with we'll start off with donovan first for, for all yeah. the answers yeah, put him so in the hats it gives you a bit more time to think mike uh yeah i'm a little slower than him so that's perfect <laughs> so favorite present golfer <laughs> favorite present golfer oh i have Let's see. I, I mean, I, I'm pulling for, and maybe it's just recency bias with the Masters going on, but I'm pulling for Justin Thomas. Okay. Um, I, I love his game. But the other one, I mean, I don't know if I'd call him my favorite, but I'm super intrigued by Bryson, which yeah. is not a surprise probably because that's the whole golf industry and golf world. But I just love tuning in. He's like must-watch TV for me. Yeah. And kind of like tiger used to be but um but yeah so i'll, I'll go with justin thomas which is funny because those are my two least favorite golfers oh, perfect <laughs> yeah I, I can't stand bryson and justin thomas i don't know he has a vibe that i don't like but anyways my i, I have a top three i was thinking about it. i'm glad i got to go second because uh rory's number one for me i think rory is the bomb he's a super smart nice thoughtful dude uh love his post-round interviews he just kind of has a level head about him he just got dominated this week or this yeah. uh, friday but um i think he's a good dude and i love his game the other one is colin marakawa um that dude's iron game is legit like he just throws darts up on the green um and then this week i'm rooting hard for tony tony finau i want him to win one because He's such a good golfer and he seems like such a good dude. And that video of him um, dislocating his ankle, have you guys seen that video? No, He's got. I don't think I want to. Oh, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't either. It's on the golf course. He was like, he hit something and he was running up to look at it and he dislocates his ankle yeah. and then reaches down, pops it back into place and finishes the round. He said, it, he said like, after he, he has to pop it back in after like, like less than a minute. Otherwise, he just can't walk for about a week and a half. It was the most hardcore thing. I was like, Tony, that's yeah, it. Yeah, it's mental. Tony's so <laughs> likable, but he has got a, um, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Sort yeah. Of yeah. And that's what I'm worried for him this weekend is I'm worried he's going to be in the lead or something going into a 16 and just, you know, completely just dunk it in the water. Yeah. And all like, yeah, because he doesn't seem to have that like finisher's vibe to him. But you know, once he wins one big one, he's going to win three or four more because he just yeah. needs that confidence. Yeah, so, who's your favorite past golfer? 
I mean, I'll go. I'll go first. Uh, I think it's probably your most common answer, but Tiger Woods. I mean, he was really what drew a lot of um, me watching golf. I I didn't watch much. I like to play golf, but I didn't watch much golf until Tiger came on the scene. And then, and then also, I mean, for me working for Nike, um, having that connection to Tiger as well. Um, Tiger's pretty special, and and that that would be mine. I hope you don't mind me asking. How old are you guys? And then we can sort of work out where in the timeline that is for. Yeah, I, I'm 38. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm 37. So okay, yeah. for us, we were we were just too young to sort of have that um, that sort of late 90s, early noughties Tiger. We just, mm. I mean, I was, uh, well, I'm 25. I'm 22. So yeah. we just, I was aware of it once I sort of got into golf, but even then not, I wasn't aware of how big, how good he was. I actually thought he was older when I, yeah, when I was like yeah. ten, I probably thought he was, you know, he's an old golfer. Just heard the name so often. He yeah. won Masters the year before. He, his first Masters were in '97. Was the year before I was born. Oh, <laughs> you guys feel a bit older. That's yeah. Thanks yeah. for that. Wow. <laughs> so like, I, I sort of, and when I sort of got into golf, when I was sort of of age to sort of really get into it, was when he had his back problems. So I never really saw. Oh, Pump Tiger! Never, never saw it live. Like, honestly, watching the Masters in 2019, I was absolutely loving it because like, I've watched like Tiger, like all the videos, everything, like all the stuff he's done. It's like iconic stuff. And then actually seeing him play at like that level again was like, oh. unreal. like for me, like not ever being able to see him play yeah. to that level when he was that good before. So it's just sad what's obviously happened now, but hopefully he sort of comes through it. But yeah, and yeah. that was a little controversial saying past golfer. I mean, a little bit of an assumption there, Donovan, that he's dead. But that's true. Well, I don't know. There's but, a lot of stuff uh, coming out these days. He's got, he's got a lot to come back from. Yeah, no, there was nothing like watching Tiger. I mean, uh he was incredible. And that Sunday roar when Tiger was charging or when Tiger was leading, he was hitting some amazing shot. I mean, golf was exciting. It's still exciting, but it was like a next level. Yeah. Even, even when he was leading by seven strokes, like yeah. it was just his pure dominance at that time was just incredible to watch. Yeah. So and is, watch that, is that yours too, Mike? You're yeah, no, he's definitely, um, I mean, he's it. That's like the peak. Not having ever watched uh, Jack, uh, yeah. you know, really. Like, cause he, he was here before our generation. So you see highlights of uh, Jack Nicholas, but Tiger is, he's it for me, man. He's yeah. the pinnacle of golf and it will always be the goat in my book. What, what about for you guys? And now, now I'm curious, since you kind of missed the Tiger window, yeah. what, what is your, who's your kind of favorite past golfer or the one that kind of if we, you resonate most with? I um I said on a recent episode that um, uh, Nick Faldo for me, mm-hmm. it's sort of from uh, I watched the Tiger documentary and I didn't. It's another name that I'd heard a lot about, um, but sort of didn't really put two and two together with how good he was, like with the name, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I totally say now that's the player I'm sort of or the past player I most. Uh, 
I don't know, sort of celebrating their career at the moment, if that makes sense. Sort of th think about that. And, um, and yeah, I don't know, it just maybe because he was the, the best English player for, you know, a spell. It, maybe, yeah. I'm not sure. But, yeah, that's my answer. Mine's Seve. Uh, mm. what, like, again, I wasn't really into golf enough watching him, but, like, some of the stuff he did around the greens was unbelievable. Yeah, he's awesome. Wizard around the green. So, uh, what's what's your favourite uh, golf course that you've you've played at each? Mike, go ahead. Well, we both have um, our PRs uh, at a course called the Reserve um, in the Portland area, and it's a great course. I actually hosted a couple tournaments. Um, the the Champions Tour, the old guys came and played there. I think there was. A women's tournament that was an LPGA tournament that was hosted there. So it's a quality golf course, and they have two courses there, and they rotate in north and south. Um, and we ended up playing that. Was it the north that we played well at? Uh, yeah, yeah. And so that's where I have uh, my my seventy five, which is my my low round, and it's just a really beautiful course. And well, you know, ground, greenskeeper keeps that thing dialed. The greens are rolling well the fairways are beautiful so uh that's that's for me the best one that i've played right nice um the best course i've played is tpc deer run in oh. in chicago um yeah i i wasn't i played it a few years back i wasn't as good of a golfer so it kind of ate me up and yeah. destroyed but as far as quality of course yeah, you know it's part of the, the the John Deere Classic is held there, and um, it is just a quality course, what the nicest one I've ever played on. Um, so I would have to say that one, just purely at the the level of of course and the maintenance of that course was outstanding. Nice. And what about your favorite hole you've ever played each? Ooh, favorite hole. Yeah, that's a I tough one. I wish I had a hole in one because I would say that one. Yeah. <laughs> Listening, you guys are being the only person in the room with a hole in one. Oh, we got a hole in what? one. What? Yeah, no, it was. It's not. I mean, I was fifteen, and it's a short, like it's a par three course, or it's yeah, like mainly it's, a par three course. There's a couple of par. The hole courses. itself is like only a hundred and ten yards or whatever. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, it is what it is. Back to the hole in one. Yeah. You, yeah, you claim that until you get a better one. You still yeah. hold on. Yeah, that one. That's that's good. One uh, room. <laughs> I think my favorite hole. Um, you know, it, I get. Uh, I don't have. I can't think of one hole that's like a hole that I stood on and was like, "Wow, this is an impressive hole." Um, so I kind of fall back then on like the nostalgia mm -hmm. of the holes I played when I was a kid, and so I grew up on this little nine-hole course in ashland which is in southern oregon and it um the first is actually one where you kind of hit a ravine and it was a sign that i was becoming a good golfer or a better golfer when i could actually hit it over the ravine that was like the big moment for me um so that hole always holds a special place in my heart is number one at oak knoll in ashland that's kind of my, my go-to nostalgia wow that's yeah. a good pull like <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of, I, I'm sure I've s stood at some holes and been like, oh, this is amazing. 
uh, we have some great courses in Central Oregon that have beautiful uh, whole like visions and as you look out from the tee box but I'm kind of go, going to go the same route as Mike there's on the municipal course in a town called Lake Oswego um, where I grew up there is a whole I, I want to say it's was number 15 um, but my one of my best friends in high school lived his house backed up to the hole and so there wasn't anything really special about the hole but it was that thing of as a as a kid and even like when we were in middle and, and, and high school mainly um, we would sneak onto the golf course at night and and play the hole and you know get into trouble there and I actually think someplace in my garage I have the uh, si the sign from the hole um, as a little keepsake but uh, that would be the one for me just again just because of fun fun memories with a good buddy um, mess around the golf course of course yeah that's good <laughs> so uh, moving on what's uh, what's your dream course you could play at this point we take out Augusta and we take out St Andrews the old course mm -hmm. so because they're the sort of obvious two I mean yeah sort of a yeah. question quickly just is has the old course got as much sort of prowess in the states as it does over here because obviously yes. we'll see it does it yeah. does have the same sort of draw and yeah I think so when you watch the open and see that course you know you just can't help but dream of playing that someday that thing is yeah. incredible and yeah I definitely you're saying it's like uh, and then Zandra's like the two of them are uh, one and one yeah for sure I would say for, for me um, I kind of have two answers and it's probably west coast uh, of the United States bias but the Pebble Beach is probably the the high end one that I would love to play. That's on the West Coast. Um, just you know, everybody knows Pebble Beach, and it's just a bucket list course. Yeah. Um, but the the other one is Bandon Dunes. So we have you know a very great golf resort in our own state that I've never played at this point. Um, that has five or six golf courses that are some of the top um, sand-based courses in the, I mean, some say in the world, but definitely in the United States. So um, those would be the two going to Bandon and playing some of those courses, but Pebble um, being the more well-known one um, for sure for me. Yeah, for me, it's without a doubt Bandon Dunes. Um, okay. We have this world-class golfing mecca in our backyard and we've yeah. never been there um and they offer all these great deals for you know in-state people during the winter you can go play for like a hundred bucks or something and the fact that donovan and i have never pulled the trigger and done that i'm just so disappointed in us constantly yeah but yeah just and you see these pictures and everybody's over there and i follow them on instagram and the courses are just beautiful and they're right on the cliff's edge with the ocean the pacific ocean below and I mean, it just looks like some of the most incredible golf you could play. I'd also love to get uh, a couple of swings in at TPC Sawgrass, try to see if I get uh, yeah, hit, hit that island green. Yeah. yeah. I think we might have to start ruling out Pebble Beach as of, as of now. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the go-to answer? Yeah, I think Pebble yeah, Beach is... I mean, a lot of the Tottenham, 
we've we put it um we done an episode on sort of our top 10 courses and we put all i'm pretty sure we put all augusta uh, St Andrews and Pebble Beach as, as the big three so yeah. I think uh, maybe we'll start ruling that one out yeah yeah no maybe um, so this is more of a thing sort of I think in America anyway so it's not really a massive thing halfway huts in the UK but so you played your nine holes you get you get to the halfway hut uh, what, what, are you, what are you ordering food and drink wise and just for sort of a bit of context here, you can honestly anything. We've had anything from pork belly to a ham and cheese sandwich. So effectively, <laughs> it's, it's literally whatever you want. You've got all the time in the world. Any anything you want. I think there's for me there's one there's one quintessential oh. getting something at the turn, and it's a hot dog. Like that's the that's the go-to for me. Just quick, fuel you up, bag of chips, maybe grab a beer, and then you're back on the uh, number ten tea box. And for me, that's it. I love a good hot dog. Yeah, and that's if I could have anything. That's a weird answer. If I have anything, <laughs> that, is a, hot dog. <laughs> that is weird. I imagine if that was a restaurant, and you're like, hot dog, hot dog, that's it. That's all that's one. The worst choice. No, no, no. What would is there a specific beer? Did you say or? Oh well, so we also live. I mean, we're lucky here in the Pacific Northwest. We have all these uh, breweries that just make phenomenal beers. But I'm an IPA guy. I don't know if IPAs have really made it over to, to you guys. Yeah, they have. Big yeah. Confirm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, so that's my go-to beer. It's actually IPAs that kind of destroyed a lot of other types of beer for me because the flavor of an IPA is just robust that you didn't go to drink any other type of beer and it just kind of feels weak in comparison. So for me, I'm, I'm an IPA drinker all day long. Same as me. What about yourself, Donovan? What are you getting from the halfway hut? Yeah, I, I probably... Uh, depending on how the round's going, I I would like likely get a beer. If the round's going horribly, maybe a mixed drink. If the round's going really well, maybe more towards like a Gatorade. Or, you know, <laughs> so I kind of that's my. I, I usually get some sort of beverage, but it's kind of uh, based off of my play, which which lane I go in. But uh, see, I'm like Mike. I always think of like the quick quick and easy uh bratwurst or something like that uh at the halfway house i i would say if it's if it's open to anything i would i might go into like a a really strong uh like club sandwich or something like that um but i i mean i have to think you know something light you know i can't go a big steak dinner and uh (laughs) <laughs> really screw up my back nine. So I, w- I would say if I'm thinking wide open, I'll just go a really classic, fresh uh, club sandwich and a beverage per my golf round. Nice, yeah. Have you ever stopped to eat mid-round? Like I say, it's not, it's not a thing that sort of is, is even available, available well, here. When I was when I was like playing when I was 15, 16, I used to play Bayview with my uncle and my granddad. Yeah, we'd play nine. Yeah. Then we'd have a bacon sandwich and a coffee. Then go back. I think. Around. I think it's because it's a nine-hole course. I think it's, it's sort of more. Mm. It's more sort of 
stat more done in the UK if it's a nine hole course yeah. you can sort of go around play nine holes and then sort of get something to eat and then go back around for the same nine again because the course that George is a member at it's the eighth hole that comes back towards the clubhouse um, and then the ninth goes back away from it so you really you're yeah, not going to stop, stop after eight, after eight um, um, so yeah it, it's not something that I've done probably since I was 16 yeah um, That's kind of blowing my mind. I, it's funny because, you know, cultural differences. I didn't even imagine that that wasn't a thing everywhere yeah. in the world because it is such a standard golf course in America. It's like you play the ninth hole and there's either, either a plaque with like a phone number and a menu that you can call yeah. and order your food or there's like a little snack shack right there or it takes you right to the clubhouse. So... listening to your guys I think it was I think it was the last episode it might even have been the episode before and you were talking about like the cart girl or guy and it's like I remember I sort of mentioned it to Cal and I sort of said that's just not a thing here like you just and you were like oh it's a good round if you see like the cart cart person like two or three times and I was just like we just don't there's just nothing There's, there's not that's not a thing Guys, I see an opportunity for you. I think yeah. you could go um, start offering that service at different golf courses. I think that would blow up because it, it's you're walking the course, you're driving the course, and it's like, oh, I'm thirsty, but the clubhouse is way back there. You guys pull up with a cooler full of cold beer. That's the thing. It's like the, the, the dumb thing is just to take like, a bottle of water in your bag and then like, if you're, if you're drinking like you take like a cooler full of like your own beers or whatever like it's not a thing that anyone comes around and sort of does it yeah. for you and honestly it just like I say like just listen to you guys sort of saying oh it's not like it's a good round if you get two or three sort of visits and I was thinking like that's that's like, it's a good <laughs> round if you get one <laughs> like, <laughs> from like the beer side of things I've never drunk on the course yeah no it's, and we drink a fair amount yeah yeah we're yeah, we're quite big drinkers. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, no, drinking on the course again isn't isn't really a thing that's sort. Of... It's never really crossed my mind. I don't know whether it's coming from because uh, when I say predominantly, I'm football based, and if I'm playing football, I'm not going to have a drink. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's that 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 stemmed from. I've never really thought. Yeah, about so it. my my big thing is like because I drive to the golf course. Oh, yeah. I. I wouldn't be like, oh, I'll have like four or five beers here. My big thing is like, if I drive to the golf course after a round, we're going to the clubhouse and we'll have a beer. But yeah. I'll just have the one so I can still get home. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, so I don't know. It's not, I don't know. It's like you say, it's just not really like a done thing here. Like, yeah, I've just not really considered it. Like, right. And I'm not going to like, we go around and we see beer bottles and cans yeah. in, the, in the bins yeah. and whatever. Uh, it's not like it's not done. It's just we don't think of it. Yeah. Uh, it, it kind of goes hand, I mean there's obviously tons of people that don't do it but it, it is kind of a cultural thing like golf and drinking beer on the course is yeah. pretty standard I and, think and, a lot of the times it helps people with those you know those hard slices to the right or whatever you know if you can have a cold one uh, while you're doing it you know it makes it a little less painful but, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm all in for it. We don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm good for, to do it. We probably have more, like we've obviously. I'd have thought, based on my limited knowledge of uh, America, we have more pubs, bars locally that we'll frequent. Yeah, like we'll 
when we, you know, we'll be going to the pub like a few times a week or whatever. I don't know if that's, you know, if that's as regular as what you guys would do or have done. No, not so much. I'd say it's more just you get a six pack and have it at the house and, yeah. you know, you might have a beer after work or something. It's yeah. usually more the weekend. The weekend is when people hit up the, the bars and, and pubs a lot more. Because you used to work in a bar, didn't you? Yeah. And uh, so we'd be in there, you know, like minimum. That's dangerous. the start of our friendship. Uh, yeah. Me working in the pub and being a customer. <laughs> yeah. You used to come in a lot, but uh, yeah, no. Um, so on to the last uh, quick fire question. I haven't been so quick, but that's always great. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> Making a bit that's the whole point of these they're sort of to, to make conversation so uh, uh, you have one round at Augusta with anyone on the bag past present doesn't have to be included in, they don't have to have a past in golf anything who are you having Mike go for it well, so I'm on Augusta. I want somebody that knows the course, right? So, okay, so okay, it doesn't have to specifically be Augusta. Around wherever then. Around wherever you okay. want to bag. Just, just anywhere. I could have any person on the bag. Yeah. Ooh. Um, I mean, I, I'd want a golfer just because I think it would be it'd be great to have somebody just with like a wealth of knowledge that could be like, try this shot, do this shot. Um, you know, the, the cliche answer is to get Tiger on the bag and just to have him have him walk with you. The, again, the nostalgia piece with me uh, would be like, get Grandpa on the bag so he can uh, walk with you and, you know, part, uh, give you some of his wisdom on the course. Um, I don't know. What do you got, Donovan? Uh, you know, and I, I feel like this would be a common answer, but I'd have to go with my dad. Yeah. And, and and I would get no help on the golf side because <laughs> he not the sorry dad if you're listening like not that uh, he, he's not good at, at golf but it would just he's the my ultimate hype man like yeah. he, he would he would be telling me I could make the shot even though he probably knows inside I can't and and so it would just be a fun and even if it was like at Augusta it would be like oh what a great Experience. memory yeah you know, okay. Yeah. I think it's so cool when the professional golfers bring in family members as yeah, as their caddy because you know they're at a level where they don't they don't need it really yeah. and um, what a cool moment to have with a family member like your father so well, that's like that's where I'd go with, with, with specifically two English golfers that I can think of recently like Tommy Fleetwood has his best friend on the bag and yeah, Wexford yeah. has rotates three caddies of his wife his son and then a professional caddy so it's yeah. depending on sort of how he feels that weekend like at the masters this week he's got his son on the bag and it's like like you say like it's imagine that experience of just having your son on the bag yeah it'd just, yeah it'd be a great experience well that's cool dustin johnson from a guest, a guest side of things um we've had answers like mike myers and will ferrell uh so <laughs> we, don't get, we don't get a dad as often as you might think yeah oh funny yeah, I always think like I thought of Lee Westwood a couple of tournaments ago where he had his fiance or his wife on the bag, and yeah. how how crazy would it be to be her when he's like about to make a putt that's worth like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, and you're like, yeah. 
only thing that's trying to hype him up, and then if he misses it, you're like, no. Yeah, because he was saying that when he has his son or his fiance on the back, they don't give him any advice at all. It's right. It's just that she is picking out a seven iron. He says, "I want a seven iron." She picks it out. Yeah. Back to her. She cleans it, puts it back in the bag, and that's it. Like that's as much of a caddy as that's as much caddying that she's doing, or or the son. Totally. It's very much that's it. But yeah. Yeah. So well, funny. and it worked for him. He did that. What did he? What he was in contention like three weeks in a row or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I find that to be interesting too because it's like obviously these guys know the game they know um their games um, they know the courses they have all the information their little yardage books and everything and um, so it feels like oftentimes a caddy's just there to like either agree with them or make sure they don't make a stupid mistake so if you've got somebody who keeps you relaxed and keeps you comfortable yeah that's like the most important thing awesome well that was that i think that's it from from our side of things yeah that's that's been that's been really good for from our listeners point of view There'll be a part two that they can check out on on, on these these guys' uh, feed. We're gonna, we're gonna yeah. record something now with with these guys for their feed, so you can check it out. Let them know where you can check it out, guys. Yeah. Yes. Go, Go ahead, ahead, Mike. Okay, I'll do it. So you can check out um, our podcast golf cart conversations on of course all the major streaming platforms. You can go to our website golfcartconversations.com or you can check out our Instagram at golf underscore cart underscore conversations <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> hopefully soon without the underscores but that, that, That's right. that was really good guys uh, thank you so much for coming on yeah yeah thanks, thanks for having us it was super, fun. super fun george yes where'd you get your golf stuff your clothing your balls your shoes or me apparel <laughs> yeah that sort of stuff well i'll go to golf base golf base golf base and what's that? It's your base for everything golf. So that's www.golfbase.co.uk? It certainly is. Golf base. Your base for everything <laughs> golf. <laughs> well, I suppose if anyone should want to get £5 off, they can always create an account and use a discount code. Plugged5. Plugged5. Just make sure you're spending over £30. That was Golf Cart Conversations. Well, what about our, that? Our Golf Cart Conversation with Golf Cart Conversations, if well, you like. About that? Well, that, was, that was good. Good yeah. fun. Ruddy good fun. We'll keep this short because you've been here far too long, listeners. Yeah. Um, that was obviously made possible by our two patrons at the minute, but if you do want to check out Patreon, the bonus content is going to be flowing from now on. Uh, thank you to Max Hollowbone and George Stone Street. Yeah. At Max, Holl- Max underscore Hollowbone, at George underscore Stone Street. Yep. Where can they find you, Cal? At Cal Stone Street on Twitter and Instagram. Callum Stone Street on Facebook. Uh, if you want me on Facebook. Yeah, I'm Bakes98 on Instagram. BKDX98. Uh, on Twitter, I'm George Baker underscore. On Facebook, I'm George Baker. Check us out on Plug Golf on Plugged underscore Golf on Instagram. At Plug Golf Pod on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, join the Facebook group. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, yeah. Yeah, LinkedIn, we're on there. Yeah, um, check it out. Yeah, good one. On to thirty-three. Yeah, thanks for thanks for listening to us. See you next week. Bye.